Hidden headlines, faith, family, freedom. Coming up in this edition, the emergency on our southern border, the untold story how even the Obama administration recognized there was an immigration disaster in the making. President Trump continues to make good on his campaign promises, this time defending Israel from its hostile neighbors. Why are some of those neighbors so upset? One of the many Democratic presidential hopefuls doesn't think Donald Trump believes in God. What's his proof and is he right to judge? Christian-owned Chick-fil-A is again in the crosshairs of protesters who claim the fast food chain is discriminatory. Question, who's really guilty of discrimination? And the pro-life movie Unplanned. In its first weekend at the box office, it came in number four. And it has the radical left throwing absolute fits. We'll talk to its producer, Joe Knopp. Those stories right now on Hidden Headlines. Brian Sussman here. Thanks for joining me. Hidden Headlines, stories for the first week of April 2019. Well, let's get into this immigration story. Again, these are the news and views you're certainly not going to hear anywhere else. So we have Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen. This is on March 28th, sending a letter to Congress with an urgent request. Urgent request assisting in stemming what she described as a tide of migrants overwhelming the border. She said the Department of Homeland Security was facing a system-wide meltdown. The media, the mainstream media, completely ignoring this story. Now, there's a new caravan moving through Mexico. It probably is the largest yet. So here's what Secretary Nielsen reported. Quote, reports of violence and sexual assault around the route are now pervasive, meaning that many arriving migrants require especially focused care. Listen to this. In some cases, girls as young as 10 in DHS custody require pregnancy tests. And with the increased flows, smugglers and traffickers are forcing more people into inhumane conditions along the journey and putting lives in danger. They're preying on innocent people for profit and exploiting this crisis to line their pockets by breaking our laws. Stop right there. Can you believe this, folks? The left should be involved in this as well. Now, I would guess the left listens to the secretary and thinks, question mark, that she's making this up that she's exaggerating, you would think every bleeding heart, do-gooding liberal organization in the country would be down there saying, we've got to stop this. This is horrible. But they're not. They're not. Now, let me tell you something. Here's where the hypocrisy lies. Secretary Nielsen is not the first to have raised these concerns. I'm going to take you back to 2014, who was president then, Barack Obama. His Secretary of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson, sounded a similar alarm, a similar alarm. He said, to be clear, we face 2014. To be clear, we face an urgent situation in the Rio Grande Valley. Last year, Border Patrol apprehended more than 24,000 unaccompanied children at the border. By mid-June of this year, 2014, that number is doubled to more than 52,000 from Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, primarily. He said, this is a humanitarian issue as much as it is a matter of border security. We're talking about large numbers of children without their parents who have arrived at our border hungry, thirsty, exhausted, scared, and vulnerable. Folks, this has been going on. 
The Obama administration admitted what was going on. I don't know what they did to solve the problem at that particular time. Pretty much nothing. They scooped up all these children, put them in foster care homes, group homes, etc. And really, uh, a large percentage or maybe the largest percentage of them are, are not accounted for. It's a frightening situation. We have a huge crisis at the border. And may I just say this, please? as a commentator as well as a journalist, by allowing these caravans to continue, the Democrats are illustrating the evil side of their political intentions. And also by calling an influx of hundreds, calling an influx of hundreds of thousands of migrants entering illegally a humanitarian crisis as they did back in 2014 or a refugee crisis as they're sometimes saying now, that's selling this situation short. It is illegal immigration, and it's an emergency. And I did say illegal immigration. I know the left would say, well, no person is illegal. I didn't say that. What they're doing is illegal. It's illegal immigration. Section 275A of the Immigration and Nationality Act says this. Illegal entry for whatever purpose is a crime. Okay, that's where we are on Hidden Headlines. And now I continue. Donald Trump continues to make good on campaign promises. It seems like every week on Hidden Headlines, I have another example of this. I've shared with you, I didn't know what to think when this guy became president. I was hoping that everything he promised he would do, but based on his past of being a business guy and, and uh, kind of being all over the map in terms of his giving to various political parties, I didn't know what to expect. He's paying off. This was an honest politician, if you will. And let me give you another example. And for all of my Jewish brothers and sisters who are listening, as well as my Christian brothers and sisters who understand the significance of Israel, let me just say, Donald Trump formally signed a proclamation recognizing Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights. Now, you can go back to the Bible, Deuteronomy 4, Joshua 21, uh, Joshua 13, Anyway, the Golan Heights is biblical. It was referred to that area. There was a city in Bashan, which was called Golan. And that's the heights. Those are some mountains adjacent to now Syria. They rise anywhere from 400 to 1,700 feet in height. And um, they, they look over one of Israel's richest agricultural valleys. But... This Golan Heights is only about 60 miles from the major city, for example, of Haifa. In the hands of a hostile enemy, this territory is perfect for artillery. You could bomb the, the you-know-what out of Israel if you'd like. And in fact, when Syria controlled those Golan Heights, uh, 67 to 1948, they did use the area as a military stronghold. Who wouldn't if you're a hostile enemy? Um from which their troops randomly sniped at Israeli citizens in the Hule Valley below. So God bless Donald Trump. Can I tell you something? He has reversed more than a half century of U.S. policy in the Middle East by recognizing the Golan Heights. Now, we're the first country to recognize Israel's sovereignty over that land. The rest of the international community, every country on the planet, to the best of my knowledge, every country on the planet, certainly in the UN, that's pretty much every country, regards it as, are you ready for this? Israeli occupied. Israel's the occupier. Kudos to Donald Trump. Kudos to Donald Trump also 
uh, for holding firm on faith when it comes to very other other many promises like pro-life, which we'll get to. This interview with uh, producer Joe Knopp from the movie Unplanned, I want you to hear that. We'll get to Joe in just a couple minutes here on Hidden Headlines. Meantime, listen to this. This is one of the many, I don't know how many there are now, presidential candidates running as Democrats. This guy's the South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg? Buttigieg. I don't know how to properly pronounce it. I think it's Buttigieg. B-U-T-T-I-G-I-E-G. Buttigieg. Uh, He said during an interview with USA Today that it's hard to look at the actions of President Donald Trump and thinks he believes in God. Again, stop the press. Are you kidding me? I just gave you this story about Israel. Now, this isn't what what Donald Trump has done moving, for example, acknowledging Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. An atheist wouldn't do that. No. Uh, um, um, you would have to be some kind of uh, some kind of person that believes in the God of the Bible. I'm not talking about Muslims. The God of the Bible, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, creator of the universe. His son is Jesus, Messiah. Okay. You would have to be that kind of a believer of some sort. Whether you've surrendered your life to that God or not, I can't say, but you'd have to be some kind of a believer to, one, acknowledge that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel, and two, in this particular case, is the story I just shared, that the Golan Heights is also Israel's. But it's more than just that. Let me go back to this story. So this is the mayor of South Bend. I'm reluctant to comment on another person's faith, he said to USA Today. But then he goes ahead and does it anyway. But I would say it's hard to look at this president's actions and believe that they're the actions of somebody who believes in God. Oh, so now he's the judge and jury. Is he going to be the executioner too? Quote, I just don't understand how you can be as worshipful of your own self as he is. So now he's judging Donald Trump. And be prepared to humble yourself before God. Folks, is Donald Trump, uh, (laughs) does he have a big personality? Yes. Does he think a lot of himself? Yes. Is he a very confident individual? Yes. Is he arrogant? One could say. But I'm not going to judge where he stands with God. I'm not going to do that. And neither should you, even though he says, I'm reluctant to comment on another person's faith. And then he goes ahead and does so. Listen, I don't know whether anyone is going to heaven or hell. I don't know if Donald Trump has surrendered his life to the lordship of Jesus. I have no idea. But I can tell you something. He surrounded himself with some incredibly godly men and women. So Mr. Self-Righteous Mayor Buttigieg, Seems as if you're able to peer into the president's heart with the very eyes of Messiah. Listen again, I don't know where Donald Trump is, but I tell you, I I do believe, I know where Mike Pence is, the vice president. He's a solid believer. Mike Pompeo, solid believer. Betsy DeVos, who the, the, the left hates, solid believer. Ben Carson, Jeff Sessions, who was in the administration. Nikki Haley, who was in the administration. Close consultants, Jay Sekulow, the attorney, Steve Moore, the uh, economic advisor who may be on the Federal Reserve Board, Art Laffer, also an advisor. These are all people, some of them I know, who have indeed surrendered themselves to the lordship of Jesus. So again, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm praying that Donald Trump has made that decision. And if he hasn't, I'm hoping, I'm praying that he will, because he's surrounded himself with some pretty righteous people. Oh, then Buttigieg goes on to criticize conservatives. Oh, for saying so much, he says, about what Christ said so little. What is that? The issue of abortion. 
Okay, you you want me to go there? I will. I will because we're just about to have the interview with Joe Knopp from the movie about abortion, unplanned. So, Mayor Buttigieg, let me just tell you that the Bible does say a lot about abortion because it talks about life in the womb many times. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Psalm 39, 13 and 16, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. I'm choking up right now. But, and continuing, I've got two more. Uh, Job 10, 8 through 12. Your hands shaped me and made me. Continuing. Did you not clothe me with skin and flesh and knit me together with bones and sinews? You gave me life. And then Isaiah 44, 2. This is what the Lord says. He who made you, who formed you in the womb. So those are some wonderful, inspiring, powerful, powerful scriptures. And I hope that the mayor of South Bend takes some time to read them. In the meantime, this is not cool. In fact, this is fascist, frightening, and Christophobic. Uh, a term I made up, Christophobic, Christophobic, you know, people who are afraid of Christians. That's what it seems to me. The San Antonio City Council has approved a deal with the local airport in San Antonio that includes removing Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so we have Councilman Robert Trevino said, San Antonio is a city full of compassion and we do not have room in our public facilities for a business with a legacy of anti-LGBTQ behavior. Uh, Note Trevino, I've, I've done some major searches regarding stories involving Chick-fil-A and LGBTQ um, uh, angst, controversy, hate. I, I find none. They have no legacy of this type of behavior. None. By the way, there are lots of folks who might be considered LGBT or Q working for Chick-fil-A all across the country. They've got 120,000 employees. So this is what's going on in San Antonio, but it's not the first because last week the Buffalo Niagara International Airport announced it was nixing plans to open a Chick-fil-A at one of its terminals. So this is happening. Now, according to Chick-fil-A, their company's restaurants and licensed locations on college campus welcome everyone. They do not discriminate. You can go buy any product you like from Chick-fil-A. It doesn't matter who you are, who's your daddy, who's your lover, who are your lovers. It doesn't matter about any of that. They don't care. They have no political or social agenda, they say. And I believe them. So, again, the San Antonio City Council, what was the motivation? Oh, the Christian hater group Think Progress reported that in 2017, Chick-fil-A donated $1.6 million to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, I know of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Many years ago when I was in college, I used to attend their meetings. This is a wonderful place for Christians on campus who aren't into the regular party scene and college scene, as it were, that involves lots of partying and drugs and alcohol and sex to go and fellowship and hang out with one another and do things like, ooh, read the Bible and go on outings together that are very healthful. 
So Chick-fil-A donates $1.6 million to that. You know what? It's their money. They're a private company. They can do what they want. Ooh, they also donated money to the Salvation Army, one of the greatest organizations in America. This is an organization that has helped so many people become drug-free, alcohol-free for no charge. By the way, if you know anybody who's really serious about getting sober and they don't have insurance or they don't have the money to go to a big fanciful clinic, go to the Salvation Army. They'll take you in and they will see you through. Chick-fil-A, by the way, doesn't make deny making any of those donations. Why should they? They're all great charitable organizations. So the San Antonio City Council isn't protecting the LGBT community against persecution. Rather, I feel they're persecuting Chick-fil-A for backing Christian-oriented youth and education causes. And by the way, again, no one's ever been denied service at a Chick-fil-A because of their sexual orientation. So progressives, take note. I would call you Christophobic. Now, hidden headlines. I'm really looking forward to today's interview. This is the pro-life movie Unplanned. In its first weekend, it came in number four. The left is throwing absolute fits about this movie, to which I would say I challenge any of you on the left, anybody who might be curiously listening to this podcast, if this movie is so offensive, why don't you go see it for yourself? Because there is one scene in this movie, um, and it is it is the pinnacle moment in the movie. It's it's quite frankly, it's it's hard to watch. Um, it's 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 graphic. It's that moment where the star of the film, the principal in the film realizes that her work for Planned Parenthood is really not good at all. She witnesses an abortion. She'd been working for Planned Parenthood for many years. She was a rising star in Planned Parenthood. What she saw not just turned her stomach, but caused her to turn away from Planned Parenthood. She resigned, and now she is a huge, huge pro-life advocate. So, Joe Knopp is one of the producers of the movie Unplanned. Joe has produced other Christian films, such as Woodlawn in 2015, and I Can Only Imagine last year. He now joins us on Hidden Headlines. Joe, thanks for being with us. I'm going to dive right in with my first question. Given Nancy Pelosi's new class of radical leftists in the House of Representatives, I personally think the timing of Unplanned is totally ordained of God, but how do you feel about the timing, Joe? You know, I would uh, uh, love to take credit for it, but it obviously wasn't anybody on our team. So uh, that only leaves one option. And, uh, you know, God's timing has really been on this project from the beginning. You know, there's been quite a few times, whether it was funding or different issues with filming and getting locations, that as much as we, you know, I think obediently tried on, on a daily basis to do what we were supposed to be doing, uh, the different roadblocks that we hit. Uh, but then when God provided, in our minds, the last minute, we looked back and it was the perfect timing. And I think the same is for the release. Um, you know, you try to pick a release date, and uh, we try to coordinate it a few months after. You know, a lot of the March to Life activities that occurs in the beginning of the year. But again, what we didn't know was God would be really putting this issue on the hearts of all Americans and this movie has the ability to 
uh, really help people understand what they are voting for. So now the movie's out and the box office receipts are very, very positive. This movie is being well received. I know you were hoping for that. I just have to ask you, how are you responding to that? Are you surprised, Joe? You know, this movie from a marketing standpoint has hit many, many roadblocks. You know, we weren't able to advertise on all the traditional places that uh, uh, we need to advertise, uh, both on TV, on radio. And the problem with a film of our size is we really have to legitimize it in the eyes of our audience by advertising at all those normal places. So, you know, we we're already embraced in a grassroots effort uh, approach to marketing, you know, almost like a political campaign. So for the past year, we have been just getting in front of all of the leadership uh, within the pro-life movement. And they obviously have, you know, embraced us, embraced the story, and saw the movie as an opportunity to kind of show their folks in their towns um, what they're fighting for on a daily basis. So we knew that the movie itself uh, was going to be used as a tool for local organizations to uh, to come to the movie, see what's really happening, and then potentially you know gain volunteers, gain potential donors to help the cause. And you know the 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 word of mouth and the social media presence of those organizations is what led us to the success this past weekend. Um, it was um, amazing to see the response that came out. It's been incredible. And then, uh, to me, this is a sign of a successful film because you have so many liberal Hollywood stars coming out, speaking against the film. Most recently is uh, liberal comedian Samantha Bee knocking unplanned. Uh, I think this only works to the film's favor, but what's your take on that, Joe? You know, it, you know she's talking about it. Uh, so that's uh, a good sign. You know, what we would like to challenge the people that are discrediting it is to watch it. Um, I don't think most of them have. But uh, it it's definitely has sparked conversation in places where we, we didn't think it would. So I, I hope they keep talking about it because, you know, as the pro-life movement and those of us who are all for life, when we hear the other side, that kind of irritates us and uh, kind of, makes us do something. So I think the response would be just people taking more and more people to go see the story. Yeah, and it is a story that needs to be seen, and I agree with you. I challenge people on the left who are pro-abortion to see the movie and then make their own decision. Can you talk to us about the rating for the movie? I know you guys wanted a PG or PG-13. Instead, you got the R rating. Could you talk to us about that controversy, Joe? Sure. You know, again, you know, God's provision is beyond ours. And yes, our typical audience, our traditional audience, uh, R-rated movies are off limits to uh, quite a few. So PG-13 felt like that would have been uh, the correct rating and the sweet spot that we aimed for. But when they gave us an R rating, you know, I, it's, as a believer and as a pro-life advocate, when I watch these scenes in the movie where I know it's a child, it's a human being that is being really murdered in front of my eyes, that probably deserves an R rating. I'm not sure what else would deserve an R rating. What we didn't expect was 
Hollywood, the way they uh, come up with their ratings, the NPAA has a, a panel of 10 people in Hollywood that watch the movie, have a discussion afterward, the ones who decide what the rating is. So I got to believe that emotionally they were so involved in the movie that when they saw those scenes, they did not say they were a clump of cells. They saw a baby being murdered in front of their eyes, and to them, that was an R rating. So there's a, a part of us that, yes, uh, we would have wished for a PG-13, but the fact that Hollywood gave us an R rating, I, I think we told the story well. Wow. I never thought about it like that, Joe. I mean, you're probably correct. Maybe that extremely graphic moment in the movie changed someone's mind who was sitting on that rating board, changed their mind about abortion. That is heavy duty. And I pray, I pray that's the case. Joe, moving on, could you explain to our listeners on Hidden Headlines about the financial risk involved with making films of any type, but especially one of this nature? Sure. You know, we have to uh, go to investors who believe in our ability to tell a story, but also believe in the, the impact that these stories can have and get their level of trust that we can make a movie that will be well told and that financially, you know, will be a sustainable model where they can uh, get a return and help us do it again. Uh, so it's always a really large risk for our investors when they support us and partner with us. And we try to be as good of a steward with their money, with the story that's been given to us. And really, from a marketing standpoint, we know that the base of people out there who believe what we believe and are just hungry for true, impactful stories, they exist. So really all we have to do is connect those dots. We have to be a good steward of the story. Uh, we have to do everything with excellence. And we have to inform that audience that we are going to deliver a movie to you that will change lives, it's going to impact you, could trust us when we say it's going to be worth going to the theaters to watch this. Joe, excellent job. The movie Unplanned is a must-see, not just for the faithful, but for those who are pro-choice as well. I challenge them to see this movie. Appreciate everything you do. And in all sincerity, I was talking about grassroots efforts, and you are a part of that. You help us get our message out there. You're a very trusted voice, so greatly appreciate what you do for us. Joe, all the best to you, man. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. And that concludes this edition of Hidden Headlines. All of these stories, by the way, can be found at briansussman.com. Please follow me on Twitter, Brian underscore Sussman. Follow me on Facebook, Brian Sussman Show. And, of course, my website, briansussman.com. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Have a great one.